Hello, everybody. You have uh, reached another episode of I Know I'm Crazy with Naja Hall. And we have a recurring guest and a person that's become a real life friend. We have music therapist Bree Gordon. Miss Bree is here again with us. I believe Bree was on episode. Oh, God. I forgot. I'll put it in the link. But Bree has been here with us. And I've been on her podcast. And I've done a conference with her. Um, I wholly believe in her work because this is literally one of the most kind, spirited, sweet human beings. And you guys, I think I talked about this. I started to see auras and people's colors. Like Bree's color is just like bright. It's like bright yellow. It's light. It's airy. Like this is literally. So I hope you guys can feel the yellow. I know I probably sound like a crazy person saying that, but somebody out there feels me. Bree, do you feel me right now? So I have synesthesia and I assign everyone a color and my color for myself is yellow. See? Well, I see yellow, but from the first time you and I spoke, I believe it was on Zoom, I w there's something about the way your face, your smile emits light. Look at me, y'all. I haven't even mm. told you anything about this lady. I'm just telling you her colors. <laughs> I just, so, like, thank you. Like, this is, yeah. the, this is my new, like, CV. Like, Naja says, I'm a bright yellow energy. I'm and that's yellow. All you need to know about me. That's all you need to know. <laughs> so Brie has such an amazing history of working with different types of people and her specialty is healing through the language, the universal language of music, sounds, vibrations, emitting feelings that way. She works with all age groups and, uh, and levels of healing She's actually come on here and taught us a whole bunch about that. And so if you want to know more about Bree's work, I'm going to include all of that in the bio in the link of this podcast. Please, please, please go and learn more about her. I know I'm crazy. I know I'm crazy. I know I'm doing crazy. I know I'm crazy. So Bree, you and I, since last we spoke, Girl, you had, you've been doing, you've been busy. I've been you, pretty busy. You've been, you've been busy. Cause guys, let me tell you, there's people that you meet online and then you talk to them one time, you do the interview and then you never speak to them again. You're like, all right, that was kind of, that was cool. We both got really good content and that's it. But Bree and I managed to form this connection from the first time we talked. And I was like, okay, this is going to be one of my people. Like she's, she's going to be team Naja. I'm going to be team Brie. And so I got a text message from her one day. Cause we, you know, we exchange information. I got a text message from her and she was like, Naja, I don't know why. And was this a year ago? Was it two years ago now, Brie? That I texted you is over a year ago. Yeah. That okay. was over a year ago. So we knew each other then because we'd already done a couple of uh, podcasts and conferences together. But she was like, Naja, you know, I just really feel compelled to tell you this. <gasps> I'm expecting it. I was like, and I really felt like, okay, cool. I got another niece or nephew coming into the world. You know, I was like, cool. I get to be Aunt Naja. This is amazing. I got a whole bunch of little white nieces and nephews too. And let me tell y'all something. Y'all better send me my damn babies over the summer. You better send me my babies. You better send them to see Aunt Naja. And I mean that. I mean that. Okay. That is happening. I just got to figure out what state you're in at the time. And oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the baby's just going to have to come with me because Aunt Naja moves around. So I like one it. Thing yes. <laughs> so um, that kind of solidified, you know, when I feel like when somebody tells you something that's so 
intimate and so personal. And you don't have to have this years long connection with somebody to be like, I want you to share this with me. I felt very privileged, Brie. And I don't know if I told you that or expressed it, but I felt so privileged and I felt a sense of responsibility to you. And, you know, I've, I've watched, I've enjoyed watching you come into motherhood. And you're one of those people that, because there's so many platforms now that make motherhood look like a hassle. And mm-hmm. I try to avoid those. They're like, oh my God, I'm so tired. I get to be tired. And I know you have your tired days, Brie. I know you have hard days, but um, if anybody's going to be exemplary of what it looks like and taking the fear out of it, it's you. And I hope you, I, I, I would see, I hope you do some sort of platform that makes it okay to be happy again about walking into motherhood. You know, I think maybe Ooh. that might be something for you. Cause I, I see a lot of downtrodden ass bitches. <laughs> oh my god it's so hard and I'm like listen girl I get it but for those of us that have not walked that yet that's a lot of fear mongering 100% yeah and, and I, I felt that fear going into it see yeah. but and I know the pictures that you post you're not posting the tantrums and the hard days and you know those moments where you might have felt postpartum if you if you experienced any of that but um I really appreciate the people like you that frame it and you know it doesn't have to be a a bad thing I also realize that people that have a very bad experience with it they also probably have a very bad situation or they themselves were already unsettled before they added the title of motherhood and so for sure and everybody's journey is different right so my story is is only that it's my story um and I've been really lucky with a just a fantastic baby um but more pertinent to this conversation and yeah. your podcast, I think everything is relative to the lens you view it through. And after going through, you know, years of stepmomming, yeah, the, the lens of of having a baby was just kind of like, oh, you guys, you guys thought this was challenging. This, this is what um, you thought was hard. Yeah, I got another, I got another story for you. <laughs> um, so so you in the midst of it, yeah. Because your stepmom, um, your stepchildren were older when you met them, correct? Absolutely. And, and okay. like amazing. Like, again, I, I am so fortunate. Um, yes. Not only are they fantastic kids. Um, and, and I met them that just had turned 14 and 16. So they oh, could be wow. Gandhi's children. But if they're 14 and 16, you're still 14 and 16, right? Like Absolutely. You're still, <laughs> you're still teenagers and you're still working through stuff. But no, I was very fortunate um, and, you know, have had such a, a great partner that we, we work through things together, obviously, because here we are, um, you know, on this other yes. side of it. So I have, have been working through those challenges for the last six years, but it's still what it is. It's still, you know, yeah. your, your schedules aren't your own, your finances aren't your own, your expectations aren't really your own. And yeah. um, it's, you are, as you've talked about a million times on this show, constantly trying to find that place where you fit in, which was such a cause of anxiety for me for so many years, truly until I started to find people like you representing space, you know, on the internet and on podcasts that was so supportive and saying, Hey, your image of fitting in is actually going to look quite a bit different than when you think it is. Um, and, but, but balancing that image of what is fitting into this family while still honoring myself without losing myself in the process. 
And one thing that you mentioned, the stepkids were amazing and we don't want to get it twisted. If your stepchildren are pure angels um, and their mother becomes your BFF, it's still, there's still a level of difficulty with adjusting to being a part of a ready-made family. There's still that feeling of isolation, that fear of rejection. And so that's something to, you know, I don't want anybody to try to discount your experience like, oh, well, she had it easy. No, 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 honey. She still right. felt the same feelings that you felt. She yeah. still did. And so coming into it, you mentioned something. You were like, oh, I thought it was hard before. But then, you know, now you've had an hour's baby. Right. And right. what, so Brie, what is, what's different, you know, before and now? And I'm like, guys, you can't see her, but she's shaking her head. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I forgot I was on a audio platform there for a moment with my facial reaction. <laughs> Just paint the picture for those of us that don't know, like how, how is it different? So first of all, I want to say for anyone who's listening and, and if you have tuned into this and you're like, oh, this is all going to be about, you know, having an ours baby. And that's not, you know, something that that's not a path I want to take, or I can take, or we've decided not to like, please keep listening because I'm truly speaking from a place of having a family unit and maybe your family unit is you and your partner, you know, after your kids turn 18 and they're still part of the family, but it's not where you're making your sole decisions by. Uh, maybe seriously, I had a moment in my life where I'm like, do I want to hop on cruise ships with my husband the rest of my life? Or do I want to have a baby? And, you know, I really sat with that decision. I am not the type of person who grew up and wanted to have children and, and be a mother. I didn't feel called to that at all. Um, I wanted it to be an option for me to decide before we committed to getting married, but it was not something that I thought hundred uh, percent I was going to choose or want in my life. Thankfully, I changed my mind on that because it, for me personally, has been the most incredible thing possible. But I just want you to know that when I am talking about what life looks like uh, post the older kids turning 18, um, this, this can apply to a life you create with just you and your partner. So for me, and I don't want to say that I'm a controlling person, but you know, <laughs> but my personality is such, you know, if you're into all this personality index stuff, I'm, I'm an Enneagram three, I'm an ENFJ, I'm a Virgo, like every star I've been born under was like, yeah. you like to lead. Yeah. You, you like to lead you like to be in charge, you like to, you know, rally the troops and be the one that gets everyone on the same page. Those are all fighting what my thought my role should be as a stepmom. Every instinct yeah. I had was fighting that um, because I was not the lead player. I was maybe the cameraman, right? <laughs> like in some situations, still important, the production, you know, isn't the same without you, but you're not in front of the camera. You're not you know, the leading lines and, and all of these uh, analogies we can use. So the shift of not only having an ours baby, but being the person who is having this intimate relationship with the child through pregnancy, through, you know, being the primary caregiver when the baby is very young, all of these things totally shifted, not only my perspective, towards being a parent, which I really thought I had jumped full force into as a step parent. So I, I had an identity as a parent truly 
that I considered um, not just a step parent. I felt like I was parenting, right? Um, this shifted my perspective towards that relationship. And I think it even gave me a better perspective on what I can expect from my stepkids. Does that make sense? Wait a minute. What does that mean? It gave you yeah. a better perspective on what to expect from them. Because regardless of my thoughts and feelings about a relationship that they may have, that's their mother. Like now I know what that intimate relationship is like, what it feels like to have that connection with someone. And of course my child is like 10 months old, right? And they've had 18 yeah. years uh, with their parents. So those relationships ebb and flow, but I didn't have that perspective of how just close that connection is. So for me, feeling a fear of that loyalty bind or feeling a little bit like I needed to compete at times or yeah. feeling left out and all of that, it really helped me shift my priorities of my emotions and be able mm. to say, well, yeah, of course that's the case. That's their mother. Like mm. it's not a, anything against me. They can still yeah. love both of us separately, but of course that relationship is going to be different. And that doesn't mean that I've failed. That's some perspective shifting stuff when you find yourself, um, because I think it is natural for a new woman, you, especially, you, you know, you fall in love with this partner, your partner has children. You want to prove to your partner that you can match up to this maternal figure that they have. And maybe a small level of competition does enter the picture, but your the tone of your voice when you're like, oh my God, that is their freaking mother. That is their center. Right. That is the person that housed and carried them. And um, not, you know, not in your particular instance, but you know, there's some of us that have super high conflict situations. That is still mom. You know, right. even when I see with these narcissistic moms or moms that have, you know, unchecked or untreated mental illnesses or ones that harm their children, the children have such an affinity to want to take care of and show compassion for and still feel um, loved from their mother. And that's something that nobody can break apart. You know, maybe there's some people out here listening that have broken relationships with their mothers. Right. And when you yourself become one, you're like, damn. And you realize how painful that is too mm. for, for someone going through that. So, yeah. it, and again, that gives you even another layer of perspective when yeah. you and your stepchildren of, wow, you are working so hard to please this person, to make this person happy. You're, you're so responsible for their emotions. And instead of feeling frustrated by that, like, well, why don't you just choose another female figure in your life why are you torturing yourself you start yeah. to really realize you understand why that layer of commitment is there and maybe you help guide them through that to, to finding support around that or maybe you have to get out of the way a little you know it's yeah that depends on your relationship does your partner share kids with a loony are your stepkids driving you up a wall is your partner failing miserably at setting boundaries well, VIP Stepmom is where you need to be.
We're an exclusive private community just for stepmoms, and we'd love for you to join our tribe. Each month, our members enjoy private conversations, podcasts, expert workshops, a subscription to Stepmom Magazine, and monthly live Zoom meetings. If you're ready to join a diverse community that is committed to making sure you live your best life, visit VIP Stepmom today. We'll save a seat for you. VIP, VIP, Stepmoms, that's you and me. Let's just say there's a woman that's dealt with like conflict situation. Cause you know, we talk a lot about conflict here, both outside, both internal and external resources. Could you put yourself in the position of that high conflict woman? Like now that you've become a mother yourself and be like, well, damn, I see why she was like this and this, or is there still like no excuse? Is there no explanation? To be honest, I don't concern myself with that anymore. I graduated from the school of Miss Naja and I'm sorry. I just, I am, I embody the unbothered. I'm telling you what, mm-hmm. such a shift happened in me when I was pregnant and it just happened to be as fate would have it that literally we had our daughter uh, two weeks before, uh, two weeks after my stepson turned 18 and two weeks before he graduated high school. So there was just literally a 30 day window on the calendar that was like, not Whoa. problem anymore. And yeah, I mean, it, it, it wasn't planned. It, it, life just happened. Yeah, it just planned. I mean, who, two business owners planning to have a baby in the mid- middle of a pandemic. It's, it's not a thing, but you know yeah. what? It ended up being the absolutely most beautiful, perfect timing for us. And the relationship, I just want to go back to say too, in case anyone's concerned about this, the relationship between my older stepkids and the baby, it's so beautiful. It is so awesome to see that. Um, And so if anyone's concerned about big age gaps, you know, everybody's story again is different, but I have just been blown away by how they have Mm -hmm. embraced her and you know and it's their sister it's not their half sister it's not dad's yeah it's not Bree's baby um which is really really cool to see a big testament to how the kids have been allowed how how you've positioned yourself in their life right the work that dad has done I'm sure I'm gonna give their mom some credit you know like that's the end them because I know some very much adult human beings that, you know, their father had another baby and they don't even acknowledge, you know, because of their own inhibition. So I'm thankful that that's not the case. You mentioned something though, Brie, you said, um, 18 and I preach a lot, like guys, all the drama ain't over when you're 18 and you still got weddings and, um, you know, you become step grandparents. So then what has your unique experience been like? Like what did 18 open up for you? Well, and, and to, to that point, but even outside of the world of step parenting, 18 and parenting is never going to look the same for the foreseeable future because no 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 year old, even college graduate can afford their own place right now. They just can't. Like, I mean, with between student loans and rent and mortgage and, you know, issues with, with jobs, all this stuff right now, it is a totally different world than when you and I graduated college and, and got our first apartment. It just is. So we're even rethinking that now, you know, we were like, oh, we're going to downsize when the big kids move out and go to college and find a, you know, a smaller house in a better school district for, for my daughter or our daughter. 
well, now we really have to rethink that because you, truly your role is still around to support these kids even when they graduate college, you know? These kids aren't really moving out when they graduate they college. Well, they're, moving out. They're, like, they're taking online classes and now yeah. you're like, Yep, a hundred percent. So, so you're right. It doesn't end at eighteen. What changed for me at eighteen was now my relationship is with you, like mm. with you as an adult child. I organize, you know. Oh, you're gonna watch my, um, you know, your sister for us while I go to work one two days a week. I organize that schedule with you. Mm. Um, hey, we're gonna go out to dinner this Friday. I just booked like a big Disney vacation for everybody. I coordinate those schedules with you because you are the adult and we are figuring this out together. So for me, again, it's not that I've learned how to cope or deal with anything. It's just that I totally have shifted who I'm communicating with. You know, for me personally, and this goes for like my work in music therapy, my work as a uh, as a human, you know, just, just like working every day to be a better person. I feel like my philosophy is always giving people control and choice making. I feel like there's so much that unlocks in someone, no matter what their, their struggle or journey or stage of health or wellness is when you give them control and choice making and autonomy. So I feel like empowering the kids to make these choices makes a big difference for me personally, to be able to make these decisions again, Schedule and finances were huge for me. Not being able to plan a vacation or a weekend or, or have control over what I, what I perceived as control over my home, um, what we spent money on, things like that. That was a really big deal for me, starting out a relationship and, and buying a home together and a marriage and all these things. So now that the focus is on, we are just a community of adults making these decisions together without an outside source, has been a total game changer. Because you get to, there's no middle person anymore. You literally right. get to establish your own unique adult relationship with these young people. Right. Um, but I think it, it goes to say though, you, you had some years to kind of establish your position sure. in their life before. Um, have you noticed that it's, does it feel easier? Does it feel lighter? Um, have you noticed a stark change or has it just been in like an easy transition? Yeah, it I don't know if it's a stark change or a transition. I'm really I'm really not sure. I think that the fact that I had something else to focus on and yeah, right? And it's like I'm moving <laughs> forward in this direction and if you want to come with me on this journey and be a part of it, like I would love that. I am no longer swimming upstream to constantly try to fit in to the current that wasn't even, you know, I wasn't, it wasn't my business really. Yeah. The more I think about it and I see so many of your posts and listen to your podcast and you're so right. Like there's so many times I should have just said to myself, this is not my business. Like why yeah. am I trying so hard to fit into something that does not require me? And in fact, I can have a fulfilled, happy life, you know, either running parallel, just being support, whatever that needs to look like. I'm not sacrificing myself and I'm not any really less part of this picture. I'm just not fighting it constantly. If anything, when I chose those paths is why I'm still with my partner, my husband today, and we have a child. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's, it's when I chose to get out of that uphill battle 
when I chose another path of the uh, unbothered persuasion. Yes. <laughs> because it just, you just spend so much time and energy on something you're not going to win, unfortunately. That's, yeah. And it's like, if you win, then what does winning look like? What is 100%. your final prize? So true. And a lot of yeah. us don't, a lot of people don't ask themselves like, like, okay, I'm, I'm fighting. What are you fighting for? And then what is, the, what are you hoping to gain from this? Right. Because if you win, that means something else is totally broken that yeah. you don't have the propensity or the ability to remotely fix. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you said when you had baby fan, when you had my little niece, you're like, man, I have something else to focus on. I have, yeah. you're like, oh my God, <laughs> this is a lot. It's, it's all consuming. Right. And yeah. again, that's why you also get a little bit of appreciation and perspective for the relationship the kids have in their mom, because this is so, this relationship is so all consuming, especially, you know, in the beginning, like, you know, my, my husband, my daughter have a, a beautiful, fun playtime relationship, but when it comes to all her basic safety, security needs, you know, food, comfort, security, all these things, that's mom. Right. And so, yes. and, and I want to soak that all up while I can, cause that's not going to be forever necessarily. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so that is, it's, it's demanding, but it's a beautiful thing. And, and yes, this, there are certainly, I do feel very blessed that I did not struggle with any postpartum depression or anxiety. If anything, my anxiety got so much better when I got pregnant because of all these reasons we've talked about, because of the priorities shift that I really, because of large source of my anxiety was constantly trying to fit into someone else's family structure. Right. And you now know? you're like, okay, now I got my own, you're, you're literally a human being's house for 10 months. And you're like, let me focus on growing this person inside yes. of me and making the world, making her well better by the time she yes. gets here. Right. Which is not easy to say in a global pandemic, when you work in a service-based field every day and you know, you're with patients and you're in medical settings. And so I had enough to be concerned about, to keep my house in order, you know, to keep yeah. my baby safe. And, and like I said, that didn't mean that I stopped caring or about or, or loving my stepkids at all. It was more just like, here's the focus that, that I need right now. And, and when you, when you can, and you'll feel safe and you want to be a part of that, like how, what a wonderful blessing it is to have you in her life, you know, yes. and, and enrich our family rather than, you know, and I'm not perfect at it, but you know, I notice in myself, my peace is a lot more present when I choose that path rather than saying, well, they didn't come by and see her today. They must hate her. They must hate right. her. They must be feeling jealous. And you know, everybody has moments like that. My mm -hmm. husband would be that's like, human. yeah, that's human. My husband would remind me like, really? You, you, you already know what the outcome is here. Like you're, you're working yourself up for something. And, you know, I remember thinking my, oh, she was 16 at the time, 16, 17 my stepdaughter, it was like the week before we got married. And, you know, I felt like she was kind of stomping around the stairs and wasn't really talking to me. We weren't making a lot of eye contact the week before. And I'm like, oh my God. You're like, what did I do? Did she, she hate me? me? Is she angry? She's upset we're getting married. This must be affecting her. Like, oh my God, what do I do? And I was so, you know, added to wedding stress. Well, she was my maid of honor at the wedding. And she got up at the wedding and read the most beautiful speech. It was like, you know, I was 30, 
oh my gosh, I don't remember, 31, I think at the time. Yeah. Right. So she's like, her speech is funny. She's like, we've been called sisters. We've been called college roommates. We've been called cousins. Um, But what I like to call you is my best friend. Like that was her speech at the wedding. Like I just get chills. And I'm thinking, so this whole time you've just been a teenager, being a normal teenager thing. And I'm created this entire scenario in my mind. And I just have to always go back to that moment, right? Of like, are these real problems or are they ones I'm creating in my head? And do I actually have time or space for that today? No. You literally don't have the room for any of this. And, you know, it's it's amazing that you say we do create these conundrums. Um, And I think sometimes if we don't check ourselves, we'll create a whole entire scenario. Then we'll start to believe it and then we'll start to respond to it. And then we'll start to treat people the way that we've imagined. And I think that's the thing that makes the difference between a person that has himself mentally in control and a person that needs a little bit of help doing that. And I want to be clear that I have taken lots of help along the way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, from resources like like you put out in the stepmom space, you know, I got really into blogging for a while and, and, yeah. and taking in a lot of the blogs and the podcast, reaching out to support group of friends that were going through it, going to therapy, like, y'all, let me just be the first one. If you really do feel like, you know, you could benefit from extra support, spoiler alert, you can. Everybody do it. can, please. Whatever that looks like, you know, life coach, therapist, both, Jesus, all three, friends, do the it. whole package, do it. Get as many people on your team as possible because that I think is honestly the number one virus that takes over step families is feeling so isolated feeling so Mm. alone and isolated and that is what spreads and that's what becomes this anxiety and these fights between you and your partner and these fears between you and your stepkids but if you don't feel alone if you feel like you have a village and a community of support around you it's just the sustainability I feel like I don't know the research I'm not a researcher but it's got to go up Build your, you know, you keyword build your dream team. If your dream yes, team consists yes. of a life coach, a therapist, a psychiatrist, the preacher, um, everybody, so s- certain platforms on social media that have made you feel seen, it is your responsibility. It is it is literally our unique responsibility to put those resources in place for ourselves because they're out there. Yeah, they're out there. So something that you said before we start recording. You were like, I wish I would have known then, like when I was worrying what I know now, even if you had not had an hours baby, you just realized how much time you spent that you could have been spending on something else. Speak to that a little bit. So much time. Like I almost, like I really do. I want to be as busy now as I was then when I thought I was busy. Because how did I possibly have so much time to create so many doomsday scenarios and pick so many fights and like, try to intervene on so many uh, pickup times and, and vacation day negotiations and child support nonsense and all this stuff. Like, how did I have this much time? Truly, <laughs> I really don't know. And my husband would say, this is gonna come to an end, right? Like this, it's not always going to be like this. And I'm like, you're nuts, it's never gonna end. Like this, I don't know, I don't know why you think you, it's gonna end, but it's not. And yeah, there were so many times that I really, you know, and I'm not saying anything he doesn't know. And we've talked through this many times, but I really had to sit with that. Like, 
Miss Naja tells me if this is not the most amazing man you have ever met in your life, truly, it, you really have to sit and sit with that and, and be honest with yourself. Is this the relationship that I am willing to sacrifice, you know, a temporary amount of peace for? Because as much hard as you try and as great as your dream team, the reality is, of course, you are going to have your peace interrupted from time to time. It's just the name. Yeah. 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 But it does not need to hijack you throughout your day, every day for years. And I let mm. it do that so many times. Um, that's language from my therapist, by the way. She's like, yes. why, why is this why hijacking, is this hijacking your time? Right. You know, and I think you've come up, you, you share with us so many reasons why we all do it. That feeling of fear, isolation, am I missing out on something? I feel a lack of control. Other people get yes. to control my finances, my time. Like it's something I think we're, what's that game we used to play when you, somebody pulls one end of the rope and you pull the other end of the rope? Oh shit, I can't think Tug of the of name of it. Tug of war, gosh, duh, Naja. Tug of war. It's kind of like this mental tug of war. But you know, remember what happened when bo if both sides just let it go? The freaking rope, the heavy rope drops and they get to go on about their day. And so it sounds like you kind of had this proverbial rope dropping. Yes. You're like, I'm not playing. I don't want to play anymore. Because I, I got dragged through the mud enough times. <laughs> you got dragged. You got dragged. Yeah. And then you're like, you know what? I'm dirty now. I'm muddy. I ain't playing anymore. Right. I'm going to go over here and be in this particular lane. Oh, that's so amazing. I'm just so proud to see like obviously the wife and the content creator, the therapist that you are, the mom, the stepmom, all these roles, a friend, these roles that you have grown into, you make it look amazing. You make it look yellow. I know it's not been easy, but I personally am so proud of the journey that I've been privileged to, to watch. And your perspective is so refreshing. And I know everybody out there, they're probably like, dang, this is amazing. So tell people, Bree, tell people where to go to find this beautiful yellow that I've been talking about all this time. Oh, it's, thank you for that, first of all. You? How do they connect with you? All that good stuff. Absolutely. And I just want to say, I mean, and you're, and you're right. Like, I, I, I do feel very lucky to have found this kind of refreshing perspective, but it's not, I didn't just, I did not wake up like this, right? Like, this oh, been, yeah. It's been it a lot of hard cost. work. Yeah, Blood, for sweat, sure. tears. Yes. For sure. And it's a constant. I mean, you know, I'm I'm a recovery for codependency and I'm very open about that. And there's a lot of things about step parenting that can trigger that along the way. So when I feel that I need to check in with myself and it's a lot of maintenance, you know, it's a lot of paying attention to those check engine lights. So um, I just want to let someone know this is not just uh Oh, I've I've reached the the echelon and uh come be like me. No, <laughs> you know, it's you can get to this place uh, of peace and, and you can fall off. And then at least you have the tools to know how to get back there. So that is kind of this new journey that I'm on over the past few years with the mindful mentor. I'm still doing my work with um, creative arts therapies of the Palm beaches, uh, which is my music and art therapy practice. And if you're interested in that, you can check that out on Instagram at creative arts therapies, PB. Uh, but the mindful mentor, it's a podcast. It's um, we do some wellness event planning that Naja, you were a part of last year, actually a year ago this week, I think, which is really crazy to think about. Um, my goal for that is to do an in-person uh, kind of wellness retreat at some point. So definitely yes. uh, we'll be including you and your listeners in when, when that 
opportunity becomes available. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just have found that I want to build a culture of empathy, of self-awareness, of compassion, um, through storytelling of people who have come overcome adversity, whether it's in the parenting, step parenting space, whatever that means. So that's what the mindful mentor is all about. You can find that on Instagram at mindful mentor Bree, or if you want to contact me at info at mindfulbree.com. Yes! Bree, I thank you so much for joining us. As always, the conversation has been refreshing. It's been edutaining. Um, and it's always great to catch up with you. It's always great to catch up. Yeah, girl, that's my new thing. I said, I'm going to educate, but then I'm going to entertain too, because they're both fun. Um, it's always amazing to catch up with you. Thank you so much for sharing your beautiful energy with this space. And I know it's infectious. And to everybody out there listening, thank you so much for being here for the two, three seasons of support. Oh my God. Yeah, thank you so much for listening all this time. We will see you every other Tuesday, everywhere your favorite, which this is your favorite, podcasts are streamed. Thank you so much for listening to I Know I'm Crazy with Naja Hall. I know I'm crazy. I know I'm crazy. I know I'm doing crazy. I know I'm crazy. With Naja Hall.